Hi, and welcome to another episode of the MedTech Matters Podcast, where we learn about someone impacting the medical device industry. I'm Sean Fenske, Editor-in-Chief of MPO and host of the podcast. Today, we're speaking with Hen Levine, CEO of Exact Robotics. Hen, thanks for joining us. How are you, how are you doing today? Great. Thank you very much. How are you? Good. Uh, so let, let's get right into it. Um, you know, can, can, let's actually, let's start with a little bit of an introduction. Can you briefly explain the current problem with trying to diagnose a, you know, a suspicious mass or a suspicious tumor that's a little too small or too difficult for a physician to reach? Sure. Why don't I make it a little wider even than that? Um, exact Robotics is, uh, is a robotics company, as the name suggests. We're active in the interventional radiology space. Um, where physicians use image guidance, so they would use imaging modalities such as CT or uh, ultrasound or other imaging modalities to view what is going on inside tissue um, and then do okay. procedures inside tissue uh, using percutaneous approach. Um, so a percutaneous approach is basically a needle-based procedure. It could be to access a lesion for a biopsy or it could be to access somewhere in the body um, for treatment. So it could be an ablation or it could be uh, some pain management. It's not necessarily a small lesion, but the accuracy um, of where you want to go within the body is what matters. So the imaging modalities okay. have developed tremendously over the past decades, and uh, physicians can now visualize very small um, anatomic targets uh, on the imaging modalities like CT or MRI. But now the access is the challenging part especially in soft tissue, which is the space that we're dealing with, because everything is moving. The patient is breathing. So um, if the, anatomy, if the uh, lesion or the target is located in an atom- anatomical region that is affected by breathing, with every breath, the lesion or the target is moving. And it can move quite a lot. It can move even an inch or, or more than an inch in each, in each direction with each breath. So that's one challenge. Another challenge okay. that is due to soft tissue is that, you know, just by... Um, just by introducing a needle or an instrument into tissue, you're pushing the tissue. And by pushing the tissue, you can also push away the target that you're aiming for. So going straight inside soft tissue doesn't mean you're going to hit the target because the target might be pushed aside with the tissue. So that's a second challenge right. that needs to be overcome. A third challenge is just the tissue itself um, and the interaction between the tissue and the needle. So the needle can also be deflected by tissue. So again, um, if the needle is going in a straight line, it might be deflected by the tissue and move away from the plan trajectory. All, all of these issues um, lead to the fact that dealing in, in soft tissue, when you need to target very precisely, and it doesn't really matter whether the target is small. What matters is the precision that is required for the procedure. Okay, so for example, um, in ablation, the tumor might be large, but you need to get that uh, probe very precisely into a specific location within the lesion because otherwise the treatment won't be effective. So if everything is moving, the patient is breathing, the target might be moved, and the um, probe that you're inserting might be deflected by the tissue, all of this leads to a very challenging procedure to get that instrument very precisely to target, and this is exactly what our robotic system was designed to overcome. Yeah, so I mean that's you know you you definitely did a fantastic job of, of laying out what the challenges are, um, you know now 
how how uh, how exactly does the exact ace robot uh, aid in in eliminating all or or I should say overcoming those those specific challenges? So exact ace is the first in market interventional radiology hands free robotic um, navigation and steering system. There's two components to the system. One is the planning and navigation. So the physician can use our software for planning the procedure. All of the clinical decisions are made by the physician. So they would scan the patient with our robot, which is a very small, um, it's about the size of a tablet, and it's mounted on the patient. The patient is scanned with the robot attached to them. Um, and then the, the images are transferred to our system for planning. So the physician makes all of the clinical decisions. They select the target, they select the entry point, um, and they can select any stopping points along the way where additional imaging will be acquired for verification. So all mm -hmm. of that is done. That's the planning stage. And now for the first time ever, there's a robot that will perform the insertion of the instrument to target. And this is something that does not exist today. Today, there are uh, robotic systems that assist in aligning the instrument with the entry point. Um, there are navigation systems that give the physician a visual a visualization of the angle that they need to manually uh, perform while inserting the needle. So with mm -hmm. our system, for the first time, the robot is the one that is going to be inserting the instrument. And in addition to this, and this is something that is completely novel, and is, this is um, why we believe our technology is so revolutionary, the robot is also able to steer the instrument. And the steering comes into play to overcome all of the challenges I raised earlier, to overcome all of the deviations from the plant trajectory due to soft tissue. Okay, so the system is able to identify whether the needle uh, slipped away from the plant trajectory, and then the robot will automatically steer the needle back to the plant trajectory. Right. Um, the physician can tell us that the target has moved, and the system will recalculate the trajectory and steer the needle according to the new trajectory to the, where the new target location is. So it's kind of like ways in a way, okay, if you think about it. You know, <laughs> if you get in your car, you're the one driving. Right. But, but, the, but, the, but the system is calculating the new trajectory for you as you go, okay? And you're doing it, and, and it's happening in real time, just like it would your example with ways. It's happening in real time where the, the navigation can be recalculated or re, uh, redone during the procedure. Right. Absolutely, yeah, and it's, so it's like ways combined with autonomous driving, okay? Because if traffic is building up ahead, in other words, if the needle has steered from its trajectory, then, then the system will calculate a new path to reach, to reach your trajectory, to, to reach your target, rather. And, it's, and in, that, in that planning phase, it's, it's addressing all, you know, uh, visual uh, issues up front. So, if, you know, obviously it's, it's going to, there's going to be a selection of the best path, you know, without uh, uh, avoiding bone or avoiding, uh, you know, a, a, a vital organ that you don't want to pierce. Obviously, things like that are obviously going to be taken care of during planning, correct? Well, yes, but this is, this is a, a very important point that you're raising because currently um, I think the medical community is not prepared for autonomous robotics yet. The regulatory environment is not prepared for autonomous robotics. So for now, all of the clinical decision-making has to remain in the physician's hands. So we're not replacing the physicians. We're actually empowering them 
So during the planning phase, the physician is looking at the imaging, and they're the ones who are selecting what the target is and what's, what the uh, entry point should be, and if there's any anatomy that needs to be avoided, they need to confirm that the trajectory they've approved is not going to pass through any um, problematic anatomy. So if there's a, a, a blood vessel or nerves that they need to avoid or a bone, they, they're the ones who are going to have to tell the system, wait, 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 no, 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 this, this trajectory is not good because there's a bone here. Why don't I move the entry point and please calculate a new trajectory and then review that one and approve it for the robot. So the robot is not making any clinical decisions at this point. Right, but it, but it can help visualize for the physician what the route that they selected, that the physician selected means uh, or, or how, how accurate it can be or, uh, you know, things like that, correct? Yeah, precisely, precisely. What, what the um, planning stage does is it visualizes for the physician the path between the target and the entry point, and they can see it in 3D. They can, they can scroll up and down through the images and see um, where the needle is going to pass through, and there's the, um, the tolerance of the system. So there's a safety margins that we present, the three-dimensional safety margins around the trajectory. And we, we would like the physician, when they're um, approving the trajectory, they need to make sure that um, the path and the safety margins are okay. So there's no way that that needle will deviate from those safety margins. This is, this is what our system ensures. And what, what type of uh, visual system is being used uh, by the exact ACE ro uh, robot uh, to, to maintain the visual, um, you know, capture, or I, I'm not sure exactly what terminology would be accurate, but, you know, what, what vision system is being used to maintain a view of the, of the procedure, really, of, of the tumor, the mass, and the, the, the needle, um, you know, what's, what, is implemented for that. So currently the exact ACE system is clear for use with CT guidance. So we're using uh, our device in CT guided procedures, CT guided percutaneous procedures. Uh, the input is from the CT. So the CT scans are being transferred uh, to our system at the same time that they're being taken real time during the procedure. Um, and our system has software that can identify the robot and the needle uh, in those images automatically and we present that to the physician. So they know that the system knows where the robot is, where the needle is, and they need to make sure that the, anatomic, the anatomy hasn't changed. So if the, if the target moves, the physician needs to tell the system that the target has moved. In the future, this will be done automatically by the system, but that's the next phase. So for now, uh, the physician needs to look at the image and confirm that everything is still where it was during planning. And And... My my next question might be getting a little bit into the into the secret sauce into the you know the secret engineering that's going on behind the scenes. So certainly we don't want to reveal any trade secrets. But you know how how it does the robot track you know keep such precise track of the tissue uh, mm -hmm. even even if it's you know moving you know whether it be breathing or you know the you know the uh, the impact of the needle being presented. Um, how, how is that able to occur? Right. So the, the basic science behind our technology was developed in the Technion, the Israel, uh, Israel, technology, Israel Institute of Technology. Um, mm -hmm. So the, the brain of the system um, is a steering algorithm. And the steering algorithm takes into account both the tissue properties and the instrument properties that are being used for, for a particular procedure. 
And, you know, like you say, the secret sauce is the algorithm that knows how to calculate what manipulations need to be applied by the robot on the section of an instrument that is outside of the tissue so that the tip of the, t- of the instrument that is inside the tissue will follow the plan trajectory. It's as simple as that. <laughs> so is it, and the, is the calculations it and the, math, the mathematics behind this are, are very complicated, but that is, that is the guiding principle of our system. So is it, it's working in conjunction with the, the, in this case, or in, in the cleared case, the CT scan. It's, it's working in conjunction with that technology plus the algorithm that you've developed to, to guide, the, uh, guide the needle. Well, the, the, the use of the imaging modality is, it doesn't really matter which imaging modality we'll use, so the current device is cleared for use with CT. The, the right. technology is designed to work with any imaging modality. But what the, what the uh, system needs, it's, it needs an imaging input. From the image, um, the system recognizes where the robot is and where the needle is. Okay? Mm-hmm. It, knows, it knows where the needle needs to be in the next scan okay? because it, it's, it's following a planned trajectory. So after it uh, performs the next, uh, the next uh, steering to the next checkpoint, another scan is, another image is received. And in that image, if there's any deviation from where the system expects the needle to be to where it is in, in, uh, in the image, then a correction will be made. Okay? Yeah, that's, it's a little I mean, hard to, to, explain, to explain without, without images, without slides. But it's, yeah, a step, no, it's a step-by-step approach, uh, okay? And currently, because we're working with CT, it's, it's with checkpoints, and it's an iterative process. Of an, we get an image, we steer to the next checkpoint, we, we get an image, we verify everything is on track, physician approves uh, and confirms everything is okay, and uh, enables the robot to proceed to the next checkpoint until the target is reached. This is the current workflow. Um, right. When we move to, to continuous imaging systems, it could be, um, be cone beam CT, it could be CT fluoroscopy, it could be ultrasound, then the process is going to be in real time. Which will be much, much, uh, uh, visually for, for someone like myself will be incredibly impressive. I mean, it's already impressive without, without question, <laughs> but to see it happen in real time and, and that would just be, you know, uh, I, I look forward to hearing about that, that yeah. release or that uh, announcement at whenever it may come. Um, well, I can tell you, now, I I can tell you that when, when you see a physician who's doing a procedure, um, and we've done, we've done quite a bit of procedures by now with these systems, so when you see a physician doing a procedure and they see that the, the target has moved away from where it is and the needle seems to be pointing in a completely different direction from where the target now is, and in their, in their um, normal workflow, they would now pull out the needle and reinsert it. And we're telling them, no, 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 no don't, you don't need to pull out the needle. You need to tell right. the system now, you need to tell ACE where the new target is and the robot will steer the needle to the new location and, and they, they don't understand how that's going to work, but then when it actually works and the system overcomes that deviation, it's just amazing to watch. Yeah, I would imagine. It's, um, I'm sure it's, it's a, a much, you know, a, a second insertion. I'm sure there's discomfort involved. There's, there's, you know, it's, it's traumatic to insert even just a, a, a needle, of course. So to be able to eliminate even just that one extra, you know, insertion is, is fantastic. But... The it's other multiple insertions. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, and besides the fact that the frustration level that must be involved is, you know, I imagine that a doctor's, you know, then removing the needle, reinserting, and and getting the same result ultimately, where it, it moved again, and you know, it's it, it must be incredibly frustrating for the physician, um, and uncomfortable for the patient. Just not a great experience. But so to have it, the single insertion with the 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 robot guiding or being guided to the new location in in that same single insertion is is fantastic. Um, so now there is some you mentioned CT. There there's some level of of market launch on on this system. What is what is that been like? What's the what's the uh, uh, how, how many systems are out there? How what you know where is it available? You know what kind of clearances do you have? Right. So we have uh, FDA clearance, we have CE mark, um, and the, we already have uh, approval from the Israel Ministry of Health as well. Um, the clearance from FDA comes in, came in August, so in perfect high time of the COVID-19 crisis. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been challenging just to access uh, <laughs> hospitals and be able to get to our client base. But we've already, we've already sold two systems. We have one installed in uh, Lehi Clinic, Outside of Boston, Lay is a big hospital center, uh, research mm-hmm. research hospital. Uh, so we've been very, very uh, happy working with them. And Sarasota Interventional Radiology, which is a private practice uh, radiology clinic down in Sarasota in Florida. Those are the first uh, two commercial sites that we have. Um, and we're, we're plowing ahead. We have several contracts with uh, major centers that are, that are uh, in the final stages. And uh, hopefully you'll be hearing about those soon. Yeah, absolutely. Keep us definitely keep us informed. Um, and so this this alone is is fantastic. I mean, obviously this is this is pretty remarkable technology. But and you you talked about the next the next phase a little bit. But are there other application areas? I'm thinking, you know, just off the top of my head, I'm thinking drug, like a drug delivery type application. Are there other applications that could potentially be developed from this technology that you're possibly exploring or maybe just kind of thinking about? Well, absolutely. Um, first of all, you have to understand that currently we're, we support drug delivery, we support pain management, because um, the instrument that is being used is off the shelf. We can accommodate our oh, okay. system to work with any instrument. Um, so we, when we get to a, a new site, they can tell us what instruments they're using, what procedures they want to do with our robot um, and we'll calibrate those instruments, make sure our algorithm knows how to work with them, and they can work with those instruments. So um, it's, it's, currently it supports a wide range of uh, procedures already. Um, and to take your question further, yes, there are additional um, features that we're adding to the system and additional applications and indications. So, for example, one of, one of the things that well, we, we wanted to enable was to work remotely, right? COVID-19 mm-hmm. made this a lot more clear that we want a distance between physicians and patients. So this is, this is a feature that was approved by FDA during COVID-19 is to allow remote control use of the system. So now instead of the physician uh, needing to stand next to the patient, they can now um, operate the system from outside, from the control room. So this saves a lot of going in and out of the room for the patient. Uh, for the physician, sorry, um, and it will also save time for the procedure. So this is a feature that's coming in uh, within the next couple of months. It's been developed and approved and cleared now during during this crisis. 
we are constantly widening the the number of uh, instruments that our software supports. So every site mm-hmm. that we get to and the, they tell us what instruments and what procedures they're doing, then we can we we uh, broaden that database. So soon we're going to include ablation probes as well. Uh, we're also working on additional imaging modalities that will take us uh, into next year mm-hmm. um, and the following year. Eventually, this this system is designed to work with any imaging modality, with any instrument. So any interventional percutaneous procedure uh, will be done by this robot. We want to be the go-to robotic system for interventional radiology. Fantastic, and and I think you said you know early on we are we are seeing uh, robotic systems for things like surgery. Um, so it's fantastic to see robotic platforms being expanded beyond that and, and really kind of seeing what else can be done and, and where else they can be used to benefit um, medicine and healthcare and different types of applications and procedures. So uh, fantastic. Um, well, unfortunately, that is all the time we have this ep- for this episode of MedTech Matters. I'd like to thank my guest, Ken Levin, CEO of Exact Robotics, for joining us today. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for for tuning in as always. So until next time, this has been Sean Fenske, Editor-in-Chief of MPO, saying thanks for listening.